don't know. But anyway, thank you guys for listening. Of course, download, subscribe, do what you got to do. And we will see you guys on Friday. Yeah, watch the Friday show. Don't watch this one. Or listen. Shut up. Have you ever felt? Are you listening? Welcome to Crunch Time, the Monday edition. I'm your host, Joe Hamilton, alongside my trusted co-host slash producer, Weezer Weir. Weezer, how you doing, man? Oh, you know, Joe, good to be back here on a Monday. Everybody loves Mondays, right? I, You know what? It, it depends on the person. I mean, you got to be positive if you're going through a Monday, right? Well, true. You have to... Uh... Tuesdays, I think, are the worst, in all honesty. How? Because Monday's the first day of the week. Mondays are what everybody dreads. Yeah, but sometimes when you you go back to work on a Monday, you're like, oh, it's good to be back. And then Tuesday, you're like, oh, man, it's Tuesday. There's still four more days of this till the weekend. It's like the first day of school. Do you remember being excited for the first day of school? You're like, yeah, good to be back. And then the second day of school is like, man. Why am I back? Why did I come back? Yeah. Yeah, I, I totally get that. But, you know, I tried tried to take school in stride. and Well, the thing was about that, I'd have eight hours of school plus eight hours of homework with my mom. And it, it was like, it, that got me to graduate. It actually helped me get better as a student. But that that's beside the point. Uh, so how was your weekend? It was good. Drank a bit. I heard I drink with the Cardinals, man. That's tough to watch. It is tough to watch. I uh, I had to drink a little bit too. I was at a karaoke bar on Saturday. I mean, that's my usual hangout. But did you meet you any know. chicks? Um, no, not any that could be my mom. What? That could not any that couldn't be my mom. I should say. Are you doing uh, your no. search again at the bars? <laughs> I mean, isn't that where you met yours? I did. So you but I wasn't necess- looking for my mom. No, you know what I mean, Weeze. I was trying to see if I could find any prospects, but I couldn't. They yeah. were all that age. You know What'd what I'm saying? Um, one of my favorite songs that I sang was uh, Midnight Rider by the Omen Brothers. Let's get a little sample here, but not too long. You, I, I, I don't, don't want know. To pay any I, dude, I, I don't know if I want to do that yet. What? The people want it, Joe. <laughs> fine, fine. Um, wow, my, so, I'm not gonna let him catch me, no, I'm not gonna let him catch the Midnight Rider. That's good, Joe. Look at that. See, you, you thought I was awful. You thought I was gonna be awful. Don't well, lie, Weez. I could see the panic in your face. I was like, let's cut him off here before he's. Well, no, I had the panic in my face because getting into um, the fetal position and be like, I just oh, didn't no. know what the connection was going to be like because I froze up there, so well, I didn't know what to work the connection. On that internet. I, well, I, I thought this was a very good internet. I might have talked to AT and T, whatever. But yeah, the Cardinals. I had to drink too because of them. That that team. I, we talked last week about their entering and. E- well, what we called an easier stretch. Detroit. Think. Detroit, yeah. Pittsburgh, Arizona. So, no, Detroit, Cincinnati. Well, Cincinnati's not easy per se. I mean, we've had right. problems with the Reds before. But then you have Pittsburgh, who, who you lost three or four from, and now you have Arizona, who if you don't sweep, 
nothing, something needs to happen. I mean, we keep saying this after every series. Something needs to happen. But nothing happens. Why? Because um, Jean Mosellock's in charge. And he, he needs to take a book out of uh, Doug Armstrong or take a letter out of Doug Armstrong's book because he doesn't know how to build a winning team. Yes, you went out, you got Arenado. Okay. You have Goldie. That's fine. But that's all you do. They considered bringing Wainwright and Molina as their moves, as stuff that they were going to do. They should have been doing that anyway and then had some other stuff on the line. As of right now, the rumor I'm hearing is Kyle Gibson and Joey Gallo. Would you want those guys? Well, first of all, let's backtrack here. Just says he doesn't know how to build a winning team. Let's circle back to 2011. I well, that was okay, they're, like they're riding no coattails. I think they had what two NC, two NLCSs. I almost said NIC, <laughs> the the naval show with Mark Harmon. Two NLCSs. The here's what's happened with with the team, right? Right. We uh, you go out and get Goldschmidt and Arenado. Those are two of the best players in the National League, right? Yeah, both struggling right now, but yeah. they're struggling. So clearly, there's a philosophy. Tommy Edmonds said, uh, "We really don't talk about hitting strategies." So let's just go back to the main problem with the offense: is we can't hit. And what is the problem? Jeff Albert, fire the hitting coach. Yeah, it's, it's the rare time we record on a Monday. It's twelve twelve thirty as we record this, and Jeff Albert is still on this team, which is ridiculous. Since we had Albert, the three years prior to having Albert, we were in top 10 in pretty much every hitting category, right? Mm-hmm. Once we hired him, we've been in the lower 20s in most hitting categories. So the hitting philosophy for this team is just not working. You think Nolan Arenado and Paul Goldschmidt forgot how to hit? Maybe it's the way they're being taught right now. I think sabermetrics is the wrong way to go about it. I know they're a part of this game, but I think the Cardinals are too metric heavy. You know, the launch angle, the, you know, hit speed. If you have all this, you're a successful player. No, you're not. I grew up to guys manufacturing runs. I'm sure you did too. Yes. So I, I get the game has changed, but that doesn't mean you necessarily change with it you still have the old school players and Yadier Molina well the old school player I should say and Yadier Molina he takes the ball the other way all the time and he has those patented Yadi hits yes he hits home runs once in a while but he's probably the hardest to strike out in the National League am I wrong on that no he puts the ball in play he knows what to do with two strikes but he's the only hitter on this team that isn't a new age sabermetric darling as people like to coin that coin them uh paul de young um you said my porn sash was ugly have you seen that thing (laughs) yeah it's not great (laughs) all right where does that rank to mine well yours yours isn't really a porn stash yours is like that creeper (laughs) stalker stash like what is the youngs besides a a doc holiday wannabe it's just not great just like a swing yeah, his swing is not good. I uh, <laughs> uh, I saw some, you know, 
I saw his swing look a little better this weekend. He did hit a home run into Big Mac land. Wow, ninth home run of the year. He was sitting on eight for a long time. That's not the biggest issue with him. The biggest issue with him is he's hitting 160. Right, because they're going... The, it seems like the philosophy of the hitting is get up there, take as many pitches, and then swing it like when you get down in account, swing it a bad pitch. That feels like the Jeff Albert way to me right here. Which, the only time Jeff Albert has been a good hitting coach was when? When he had trash cans helping him out. And he was right. So... I think that works when you know, hey, curveball's coming, and you hear a bang. But when you're guessing, like these guys are all guessing, and if Matt Carpenter wants to be an umpire and a player, that's fine too, but you can't be both, all right? <laughs> Pick one. Yeah. You're not the home plate umpire. Anything close, swing. swing. If I'm Matt Carpenter, I always you know I'm ragging on it. If I'm the hitting coach, I'm telling Matt Carpenter, he has the green light on the first pitch. They always groove a fastball right down the middle because they know he's taking. It's the best pitch. Swing the bat. And, and, and on top of that, go the other way. Uh, right. He is probably, he's probably the only player in baseball. Well, not the only player, but one of the only players in baseball that refuses, refuses to hit to the right or hit left side. Refuses to hit to the left side when you have a big gaping hole there. And when you do, the third baseman snags it. That's just the luck Matt Carpenter's having, not to mention, go the other way. Bunt once in a while. Maybe you'd have a few hits. Maybe you'd hit above 200. I just really think the biggest issue right now with this team is we don't have a pitching staff. We're relying way too much on guys who aren't ready to be starters and our hitting philosophy. That's basically what it is. Yeah, and tonight the Cardinals have Wade LeBlanc starting. At least he has some starting experience. He has been in the strike zone so far. He hasn't walked a lot of guys. So I'd like to have an outing where a Cardinal pitcher only walks one guy. I'd love to see that because we haven't seen that. Uh, That's another problem, but you can't really blame it on the pitching because Michael is hurt. You can't a little put bit, a on little, the a little when bit. we get up eight runs a game. Well, that's well like... here's the thing, though: you lose Flaherty, and this is where it's all started when Flaherty went down. Where this all the struggle started, he went down, and then Michaelis, man, that contract is looking worse and worse every day. Uh, KK, um, he looked better his last start, but he didn't go long into the game. He's never gone long into a game, Joe. You gotta expect what, that. What, now. the most is like five innings? Am I wrong on that? I think if, he went five and two-thirds once. I think okay. that's the longest he's ever been. Okay. But either way, it, th- this team needs to figure out something on the pitching front. Now that I have your attention on the pitching front, the Cardinals are talking to the Texas Rangers about a trade that would involve Kyle Gibson. Now, he's not a number one, but we have... No. 40-year-old Adam Wainwright, who has taken the role as number one, which, by the way, it's win day whenever he gets on the mound. I, I don't understand Not always. that. But, How many great uh, starts has he had where he got the loss because there was no In offense? this horrid stretch, how many starts has he had and how many wins have we had? Almost right. every start, right? Right. But, I mean, he's he's had he pitched some gems earlier where he didn't get the win. So it's not a guaranteed win just because – not because of Adam's fault, it's because of the offense's fault. Yeah, exactly. But Kyle Gibson, and also part of this trade would be 
if if they they're talking about it now, Joey Gallo. We do, the Cardinals do need a left-handed outfield bat. Yes, he strikes out a little bit. His strikeout numbers have gone down recently. I mean, everybody's outfielders strike out a lot, Joe. This is the way baseball is right now. Yeah. I sh- but where are you going to put him in the outfield? Uh, You'd play him in right field and have Tommy Edmond be your freaking second baseman like he was supposed to be. Joe, you sound very angry towards this team. Well, Do we need to have a little airing of grievance towards Mo? Why don't you just get it out, Mo? Yell at Mo. All right. John Mozeliak is uh, writing the 2011 Okay, whoa, 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 No, whoa, no, whoa, no, whoa. no, 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 no. You're you, going to let me do this. You talk to Mo himself. You don't call. You don't third person. You're like, no, hey, put a finger Mo. in Mo's chest right now. All right, hey, all Mo. Right. Mo, you are writing the 2011 coattails like it's nobody's business. It's 10 years now. This is 10 years since the 2011 World Series, and you're you're trusting all young guys. You can't do that. Yes, you go out and get Arenado, like I said earlier. But MVP you sign Yadier Molina and Adam Wainwright MVP and say that's your offseason? All-stars. Are you? I get it. But that's all you're going to do when this team had massive holes on it? You didn't sign. that. That's also where it started. Col, not signing Colton Wong back was probably the worst decision of all time. Wow, you got uh, Tommy Edmond. He's and, been your well, well, best well, He's been he, no, he hasn't been good hit, good hitter as of late. He had been your best hitter. He had been he had been your best hitter, but he's not an everyday player. It's true. You can agree with me on that. He's not an everyday player. Uh, Colton Wong. If you would have signed Colton Wong, do you realize how great this infield could have been? Yeah, it doesn't matter. We can't score. Move it. Come on, come on. Put the finger in most chest. Tell him how you if, really feel. Okay. Tell him I'm, to take off I'm the damn bow tie I'm, and get his ass. To get us somebody that can you know, hit the damn uh, uh, ball yeah. and throw some strikes. Take take your damn bow tie off because we know you can't tie a real tie. Take your bow tie off and get whoa, whoa, into whoa, the war whoa, room. Whoa, whoa, To be fair, tying a bow tie is much harder than tying a real tie. Continue. I thought it was easier. Anyway, it didn't matter. Well, yeah, because you the, wear a clip on or you wear the one that just goes around your neck. Yeah. So you've never yeah. tied a real bow tie. <laughs> yeah. Get yeah. out of here. <laughs> but no, uh, look. It, you need to get into a war room with your guys. See what you can do on the trade front because, um, yeah, have you seen the attendance lately? You're not getting 20000 on a Sunday afternoon, and it's supposed to be full capacity? Well, the gymnastics, to be fair, the gymnastics were down the Weez, street, come right, on. Joe? Weez, come on. I'm just you... acting as Mo right here. Well, Simone Biles, there are America's more, sweetheart, is There down are the more street. baseball fans then that we're at that game on Sunday. That attendance, I don't care if there was a monsoon, that attendance was awful. Awful. Joe, you know, we should maybe advertise the fact that anytime a rookie pitcher comes up, you might see a perfect game. Anybody making their debut against the Cardinal, that should be our new, like, hey, want to see a perfect game? Come on down to Bush Stadium. ML, MLB debut. And You know, the funny part about that was... A week ago, he faced the um, uh, Memphis Redbirds, right? He gave up five runs in that game. Call him up. He comes up here and basically almost n- no hits um, the major league team. Well, let's just be fair. The the St. Louis Cardinals over the past couple of years have basically been the Memphis Redbirds. Just the Memphis. Re- 
Yeah, well, the Memphis Redbirds are struggling too, but I can dive down that rabbit hole. I mean, I really don't want Bader. To. Bader is a borderline MLB player. The Young is a borderline MLB player. The Young ain't even an MLB player. Period. Wow, you got some Paul the Young needs needs. Why to don't get you that. talk to Paul right now? Why don't you put a finger in Paul's chest and tell him what he needs to do? Come on, Joe. Your hitting approach sucks, dude. Your hitting approach absolutely sucks. And you wonder why you're hitting 162, whatever it is. Yay, you hit a home run into Big Mac land. You were probably 0 for 30 before that. He wasn't hitting at all. That's why Edmundo Sosa was getting starts. Because you couldn't hit out of a wet paper bag. I, so, probably the Young's response to that would be, well, Joe, my 162 is still better than your average with the ladies. Ayo! I wouldn't be talking with that stash to Young. No, but anyway, it doesn't matter. Thing is, these guys really need to start hitting, and what's that going to take? I don't know. But Mar- but a quick note before we move on. Mark Budaska was fired because he didn't embrace analytics. Well, look at what embracing analytics fully has gotten you. They uh, picked the wrong guy there. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But let's just, you know, Joe, this is a podcast, right? Yeah. So we have to pretend like maybe during while this is released that the Cardinals do fire Jeff Albert. So let's do a quick. They're not going to if they haven't by 11 a.m. Let's just do a quick. They might do it tomorrow or something. So and then, you know, people won't listen to this, uh, you know, until till Friday. So let's just do a quick segment where we. Just in case to cover our, our, you know, our backs here, that they fired Jeff Albert. So, just in to crunch time, Jeff Albert has been fired as hitting coach. Joe, your thoughts? About damn time. Back to you, Wees. All right. Yeah, <laughs> I think that that'll do our coverage. So you heard it here first. They didn't fire him, or they did fire him, but now we're covered. Yeah. So. Uh, you know what else starts tonight besides a Cardinal series against the worst team in baseball? The Stanley Cup final. And, and I kind of want to. Well, you ask a question. You know, even give I want to start. No, 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 no. I, I want to start you with this. Okay. If Pat Maroon, if if the Lightning win their second straight cup and Pat Maroon's on that team, does that is that a big fuck you to the Blues? Here's why. No. Now, look, look, a lot of people on a certain Facebook page, you know what I'm talking about. Don't know what you're talking about. A certain blues fan group on Never Facebook, okay? Toasted STL? No, no. Oh. Fine. Do you want me to just go there? I will. I wrote on the Singles Blues Lounge. Basically, oh, you're a lounge here. Basically, if Pat Maroon wins a third straight cup, second straight with the Lightning, would that be an F you to the Blues? They're like, no, because he's not a good player, blah, blah, blah. It doesn't matter. He was that glue guy, that guy that uh, stood in front of the net. You know what the Blues have been missing the last two years? A guy like that that'll muck it up in front of the net on the boards. When's the last time the Blues won a board battle? That's a guy that's missing from this roster. I think it'll be a big FU to the Blues. If he wins it, if he Blues. Doug Armstrong. It's it's an FU to Doug Armstrong who didn't offer him a contract even. Well, they were pretty much ready to you know split. Like, hey, we had one great year. You know, we had guys coming up that we thought would fit in that role, and guess what? They didn't. Once again, 
bad evaluation of young talent seems to be a problem here in St. Louis. It, it really, it, it really seems to be, but we, you kind of know where I'm going with that though. I mean, a guy, a, a guy who, yes, isn't the most talented on the team, but is good in the locker room. I mean, the Blues talked about all the time how they loved him in the locker room. Let's just be fair, though. Pat Maroon isn't the reason why the Lightning have won two cups. No, but he right? is great. Other than him, who's the grit on that team? Is what? Now, I'm, I'm asking you, really. Who's the grit on that Lightning team? I don't I don't know my fourth exactly. Lightning. Exactly. Uh, you know, Maybe Luke seen. Shen? That's about it? There's another guy the Blues could have picked up. <laughs> Well, Army didn't agree with you, apparently. Well, you know, and that's okay, you know, because if you, my NHL record, I've won numerous Stanley Cups on NHL EA hockey. <laughs> that's about the only time you're successful in EA hockey. Just kidding. No, I'm kidding. You've scored a lot of goals, but the game screws you is what I meant by that, Weiss. I knew you were going to be like, you were going to call me out on that, but you, good thing you let me finish. EA kind of... Never we'll, say, we'll do a rant segment on them. Joe, never say, screws you and let me finish in the same <laughs> sentence again, okay? <laughs> but, Weez, if I didn't say that, you would have lambasted me well, with that statement. Because no one cares about EA hockey, Joe. Well, um, gamers like your do. fantasy team. No one, Game- cares. no one cares about your fantasy team. No one wants to hear us talking about our fantasy team. Right, no one wants to hear that. I get it. Um, but okay, so breaking down this series a little bit, Tampa have Tampa has a great team. Okay, yeah. they they're missing Nikita Kucherov. How big is that going to be in this series? I, think I don't think like, it's going to be that huge, to be honest. Yeah, they played you. most of the season without him. So yeah, I think your dad said it just as I said it, exactly same time. They played most of the season without him. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, I mean, they're they're a great team. They can score. They got three lines that can run offense, unlike the Blues, who couldn't find even one line towards the end of the season to get offense. The Canadians, yeah. uh, they're going to be as strong as Carey Price, and Carey Price has been playing some hell of, hell of good hockey right now. Yeah, Carey Price is still that Carey Price. I had my questions going into this because, well, he is getting older, but, man, I could see the Canadians winning this series. I don't. I really see the uh, Lightning in five, in all honesty. Maybe six. I see it going to seven. Really? Yeah. I mean, NBC would love that, as this will be their last series of hockey. It would be nice because, yeah, let's be honest. The NBC era, since you said that, and I, I got I got halves in seven, but since you said that, how would you characterize the NBC era? I mean, it was good for the game. The game got back on, you know, it was off the outdoor channel. That's where it was during the last outlook. Outlook or lockout. Outlook. Where am I at right now? I got an Outlook notification on my phone. That's our computer. That's what it was. Could be um, hungover. I might have drank a little too much yesterday. <laughs> so it was on like, the outdoor channel that became Versus. And then Versus got bought by NBC. And it's grown, and hockey got back on, on big NBC where it was on prime time. It was on during the day. It NBC for what people give a lot of shit about for, you know, because people don't understand what a national broadcast is supposed to look like, 
It's not supposed to be, you know. Fox Sports Midwest. It's, yeah, it's not supposed to be. the. It's not the Homer team. Like, oh, the Blues are so great. The Blues are so great. No, you know? but they did talk about Patrick Kane and the Chicago Blackhawks a lot. Let's be okay, honest Okay, so here. you feel like that, but <laughs> Chicago was the best team at the time in the second largest city. So they talked about that for ratings. You guys are always thinking, oh, oh, and they never talk about the Blues. The Blues are in the 21st market. So you go to the markets for ratings. All right, and St. Louis tunes in. St. Louis always does well tuning in. They don't have to worry about, you know, making sure most of St. Louis is going to tune in because St. Louis is going to tune in because they're going to watch the team. Chicago is a big city where they have a lot of going on other than hockey. They got a, you know, baseball is huge. They have football. They have basketball. There's a, and to get that market, you're like, you really got to talk up the stars of your league. Why do you think the NBA is always talking about LeBron? Stars of the league. People want to see the stars. They were the stars. You talk them up a little more. It's not the Blues Network. It's not the National Blues Corporation. (laughs) No, I I totally get that. I I wasn't, for the most part, I wasn't one of the people complaining about it. I didn't go online and complain like you. I bet I can find, I will find, I will dig the internet to find you (laughs) complaining about NBC. I guarantee you have it somewhere on the lounge. All right. Jeez, all right. could they talk about this guy anymore? No. What about the Blues? We just won the Stanley Cup. They don't even talk about us. Yeah, of and course. And over but... the past two years since we've won, they've talked about us a lot. Yeah, and yeah, that's true. I can't. Crazy what happens when you win a Stanley Cup. They talk about you. And what did the Blackhawks do? Won three. They won three, so they're going to talk about the team that won three a lot. Yes, they're a Did rival. they talk about the Los Angeles Kings when they won their three in seven years or whatever it was? Yeah. they. Uh, I mean, that was on the early sets of NBC getting it back. You have to remember, that was that was versus. That was versus. You're right. Speaking of the NHL going TV packages, um, Chris Chelios is heading to ESPN. And I saw Mark Messier is going to ESPN too. They're building quite a lineup there. And then you have yeah. and then you have Wayne Gretzky on TNT. I mean, wow. So the good thing is when you get back into a sport, you really want to pump money into it to make it worth your investment. Right, right. So you gotta get these bigger names. Where NBC has had it for so long that they've added some, you know, people over the years. They haven't big been um big names, but they've been good like um, commentators, like Patrick Sharp's really good. Also very good looking. Okay. Um, <laughs> I'll throw that out. I, I, like you, I, get, I like how you, of all people, throw that out. I there. get very jealous watching that game, and then I know Emma's sitting next to me watching. I'm like, this isn't fair. No, I, did, did she ever say anything? Like, He's so hot. Yeah, well, then I'll just say, Catherine Tappen's not bad either. You know, I'd, I'd tap in that. <laughs> we got to be That's careful. A, this hey, is hey, what got Jeremy Roenick fired. I got, I got, I got one. <laughs> I got one, Reese. An easy tapping. Not bad, Joe. But we got to be careful. These exact comments is what got Jeremy Roenick fired. We're on talking podcast, about how, dude. Talking about how good-looking Patrick Sharp was and how good-looking Catherine Tappen was. <laughs> it's the same thing. Yeah, it is the same thing, but um <laughs> Easy Wow. Joe. Joe got really excited when we brought up Catherine Tapp in here. He's turning Hey, why red. why wouldn't you? 
Why well, wouldn't Joe? Because you're not supposed to get that excited just when someone mentions a name. Joe is blushing over here. <laughs> I know this is a podcast. <laughs> He's breathing a little heavy. T- Joe, do you need a little like three minute break here? No, no, I'm fine. I'm fine. Um, but all that hockey talk, man. It's I, so. Who do you got? You got Habs and or you got a uh, Lightning and what five? I got Lightning and five. Lightning and five. I got Habs and seven. So. We'll see how this series plays out. If I'm absolutely horribly wrong, or if Weez has to eat eat those words, we'll see. Well, we'll see. We'll see. So, moving on, uh, Weez, I got a weird, not a weird question. I mean, it's kind of an awkward question for the time, but wing sauce. What is uh, your favorite wing sauce in the area? Of, out of left field, but I like it, Joe. Can I say my own? I make a damn good wing. No, I mean, I'm talking like if you go out and get wings. Cybergs. Cybergs. Yep, that's mine too. They're it's so not good. that I, I like a little bit of spice, but it's you gotta like that have mustard taste. You like yeah, the mustard. I gotta I gotta you, have that little flavor to it. Cecil Whitaker's does a pretty good mustard wing. Um you know who has the worst? Who? Buffalo Wild Wings. Yes, get out of here. I Buffalo agree. Wild Wings is the most overrated piece of crap ever. Expensive, overrated. Get out of here, Buffalo Wild Wings. See ya. New new uh, new phrase for them. See ya. Yeah, I don't like Buffalo Wild Wings either. Um, they're too expensive. Um, their wing sauce, like their buffalo sauce, is way too hot for me, and it's not even that good. I mean, the flavor, you almost feel like you're on, tasting Joe, it's not ranch. That hot. Come on, Joe. Are you are you a little sissy when it comes to heat? No, because I do like Cruncher's potato chips. You know the the jalapeno ones? Yeah, those aren't that hot. Well, depending on the bag, dude. Oh, you think sometimes you can some. Different? Yeah, sometimes you can get some really hot ones, dude. You know who does a good wing? Wingstop. You know, I've never been to Wingstop. I had it until the pandemic, and I got it. And holy hell, they do good. Bo- they do good chicken strips. They could do boneless wings that are not wings. Those are just chicken nuggets, people. <laughs> I was just going to ask you that, Weez. They're not wings. Those are chicken nuggets. <laughs> and then their bone wings are delicious also. They have this Cajun pepper spice one that's just, mm. It is really, really, uh, well, I, I wouldn't know because I've never been there, but I'm going to yeah. trust your judgment. Yeah. They also have great ranch because a key to wings is being able to dip it in ranch. I'm not a ranch person. Is that weird? No. What do you dip your wings in anything? Um, no. No blue cheese. No ranch. Nope. nope. Do you like ranch in general? No. No. Wow. The more you know, Weez. Yeah. More. <laughs> the more of finding out about Joe. That was a fun <laughs> segment, wasn't it? That was a fun segment. That was a fun segment. Um, what do you got this week for Joe Nose? Well, that's a very good question. I, you know. You know, Joe, I've been up since 5.30. Joe knows beer. No, I don't know. Well, that was something we were going to do here. I was going to read some beer, um, like what they say the type of beer is like, and you have to guess what beer it is. All right. Uh, Well, has you ever seen that commercial? Aged with goat's milk. I have not. Like, it's it's a Jim Beam commercial. Yeah. And they're like, what you need is a dark beer. And then you hear someone in the background, goat's milk. And then you hear, oh, my God, it's funny. It's hilarious. Uh, how, about, so- how about a beam and ginger highball? 
That's the commercial. But oh, I was like, are you offering me a drink now? I'm like, eh, yeah, okay. <laughs> I mean, it is late enough, but then again, you know how what cures a hangover? Keep drinking, right? I'm not hung over, Joe. I've been up since No, no, but is that true, though? Is that true, though? Yeah, hair of the dog. Yeah. <laughs> Mad Dog 2020. Just kidding. All right, so this week's Joe Knows. I'm going to read the description of this beer, and you have to tell me what beer it is, all right? And yeah. this is going to be tough for you because you don't drink a lot of beer. The only beer I drink, I'll be honest, is Bush. All right. So. This ought to be great. This beer is a medium-bodied American-style lager beer brewed with high-quality barley malt, a blend of premium hop and fresh rice, and filtered water. This American beer is crisp and full of flavor. Budweiser? The king of beers is correct. Let me pull up the next one here. Joe, have you ever had a Budweiser? Yes, it is filling. Uh, not filling, but it's it's heavy. All right, this one. Hold on. It's a crisp, dark beer with a red hue, a balance of bitter and sweet notes, and sold a dry... And, wait, hold on. I read it wrong. My eyes jumped. It's a crisp, dark beer with a red hue and a balance of bitter and sweet notes and a dry finish. One of the most widely sold versions... A beer in the world. Contains 6% alcohol by volume. Guinness? Guinness is correct. Wow, Joe, this is pretty good. Never had a Guinness. <laughs> no, and I don't think I will. I think um, the game is, have you ever had the beer? No. Not a dark beer person. I'm not an IPA person either. You're you like IPA? Light. Yeah, they're not bad. This beer is the original light lager beer with a smooth, light, and refreshing taste. This American-style Pilsner beer has a 4.2% ABV. Brewed for more taste, this light beer has a light to medium body with a hop-forward flavor, solid malt character, and a clean finish. Bush Light? I just heard you say it, but no, can I have one more guess? Because I think I... I, Bud Light. That is also wrong. All right. This beer, Miller Lite. Do I can't stand Miller Lite. It just has that bad aftertaste. I'm not a huge fan of it. Not a huge fan. But you've had if, one. Yes. But how about Coors, Weiss? Like it? I like Coors, yeah. Silver Bullet. Yes, hold on. Sorry, this is taking a little bit long. Oh, Miller. Oh, how about, how about Miller High Life? Uh, the High Life's okay. I like them for some bars I go to where they're a dollar. I need to go to your bars. Damn. PBR. How about that, Weiss? I do enjoy a good PBR every <laughs> once in a while. Which All I'll right. now have to change the description because that's the one I just pulled up. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't have guessed, I'll be honest. because Here we go. This right. one. Pours a sup- Pours a, a weedy straw color and smells fairly mild of sweet grains. It tastes as you expect for an old school American beer. Light sweet malts, dank musty corn, and water. That was not the best description, but Yeah, that sounds dirty. I'm, you're not gonna musty, get this one. Musty corn. Like I've I never heard that. A little tough. Their slogan is it's all about the water, I'm pretty sure. 
I don't know, Ease. I, I'm stuck. You know what my Olympia. guess would have Olympia. Olympia. You ever had Foster's? I have had Foster's. You know, I've had most beers. Let's just put it that way. Most, like, if it's a big brewery, you know, I've probably had it. I haven't had a lot of, like, micro-brews, but I've had most, like, pretty much name a beer, I've had it. Try to stump me. Let's go. All right. All right, fine. Um, Blue Moon, of course, yeah. I would think. Um, yeah. Stag. Yes. Dollar. Once again, dollar beers. Butt Ice. I've... To my... <laughs> I don't think I've had Bud Ice, actually. Sam Adams? I've had Sam Adams. I've had the summer, the Oktoberfest, the winter. Leinenkugel. Leinenkugel, I have had. Yuling. Yingling? Yingling, whatever it's yes. called. Yes, definitely had Yingling. Oh, man. The oldest uh, brewery in America. Uh, what about, here. you say you haven't had many microbrews. Have you been to... Uh... Urban Chestnut. Yes. Do you like their beers? Yeah. I like the Zwickle. Like Landshark? The... What about Landshark? You like Landshark? Landshark's good. I would take a Corona. I'd prefer a Corona. Over Corona. A you know, that brings up an interesting question here. <laughs> Maybe to I wonder. Years, I wonder. I wonder how how Corona sales dipped. They dipped the pretty pandemic. bad. They well, did. because, I mean, the coronavirus. Well, because... There was a lot of dumb people in this country thought <laughs> that you would get it from drinking a Corona. So I went out and I bought Coronas during uh, the pandemic. In fact, on my birthday, the day I proposed to Emma, the day before the pandemic started, I bought Coronas to drink a Corona under the arch to say, hey, not scared of no virus. <laughs> oh, man. That's funny. That's funny. It was really just, I had to get Emma under the arch for the photo and to propose. And basically, Corona had ruined my birthday and all the other plans. So I was like, hey, Corona's not going to ruin my plan. So that's why we grabbed Corona and drink. So. Corona's not bad beer. No, put it's a lime really in good. it. really good. Yeah. It's refreshing. Mm-hmm. I like that. It, would you call it a citrus flavor? A little bit, yeah. There's a little when you, add, especially when you add the lime to it. Please, Where are you, you on seltzers, uh, dude? You stole that right from me. I was just gonna ask you, so I could read your faint, mind, Joe. For the faint, for me, I, I, I'll ask you first. Like, what do you think of the whole Bud Light seltzer? Ooh, we're gonna make lemonade. No, it's strawberry. Oh, I, I, I don't know. No, they're pretty Le- good, Joe. They are. I've some never are, had a some are a little seltzer. too sweet. Some are a little too sweet. I think the best seltzers out there are white cloths. They get the balance right of like not too sweet, but still have enough like kind of fizz. Uh, what about truly? Truly's are uh, pretty good. Depending, we had we had some yesterday. The truly fruit punch. They were good, but they started getting too sweet. The truly like a wine, like a wine cooler. Yeah, it just it just felt like sugar. You know what I mean? But I'm telling you, White Claw, the White Claw watermelon or black cherry, those are those where I'm at. I want to start my day. If I'm going to start drinking, a little refreshing. I, I I didn't like the seltzers until I went to Vegas with my cousin. He had some sitting in his hot tub to start the day drinking some seltzers. It's the way to do it. 
especially cousin, in the hot, the hot desert. So uh, it's not a gay drink then, right? Because no. my cousin, like, dude, that's uh, like I told him I wanted one one day. He goes, dude, that's gay. I'm like, no, it's not. No, and there's nothing wrong with being gay either. So no, no, but you know what? I, like, you know what I mean, though. Like, I, yeah, there's nothing wrong with any lifestyle. I'm just saying that he goes, like, I don't like people generalizing drinks. Just Here's the thing. Most... If, if, if a man tells you that's a girly drink, that man is not secure enough in his manhood <laughs> and has to call you out, right? I exactly. Will go up, I, will drink, I will drink something, you know, when I go to Aruba here in November for my honeymoon, I will drink. My drinks are going to be colorful, fruity delicious you know call them girly i don't care it, it's it's where you're at it's if it's, there's nothing wrong i'm secure in my manhood to drink whatever you know what's his what's your cousin's favorite shot it's probably something like a brass ball or something that's no, he, he's um i never really see him do shots all he drinks is bud light when i see him so that's a guy that just probably doesn't like alcohol learned to like bud light so he could drink out in public <laughs> i mean he did drink coors for a while and well, you did it, say it, coors was all i'm right, just but, saying there's yeah. there's nothing wrong with having a seltzer they're refreshing they're um and for someone who doesn't like beer that much like if you're someone that doesn't like beer they're pretty good if you like soda if you're more of a soda person you'll like a seltzer yeah, those are pretty good though. I what do you say? Like... What do you say? Like Jack and Coke is a girly drink? No, because no. well, I mean, well, Jack, you're watering, well, it's you're Jack watering, though. You're you're watering down Jack. A real man would drink the whiskey straight now, right? Isn't that Crown too? Isn't that any whiskey? Not saying, any whiskey. But if like... you want to call, if you want to call them out for drinking, a, if they're going to call you out for being a seltzer, call them out for drinking a Jack and Coke because they can't take the whiskey straight. I'm just saying, there's nothing wrong. Don't let people drink what you like, Joe. It's America. America. Yep. Yep. That's so. my two cents. All right. Never be All afraid. Right. Never be afraid to go order the strawberry daiquiri. Go do it, Joe. Thank you, Weez. I thought you. I thought you because you give me a lot of crap online. Uh, you give me dude. a lot of crap. You know. I'm just saying. I, like, <laughs> here's the thing. Like some of these fruity drinks, like a pina colada, right? Yeah. Like, oh, that's a girly drink. That has more alcohol in it than a beer does, so how is that a girly drink? Get out of here with that nonsense. Never yeah. be drink shamed. If anybody out there is drink shaming, let me know and I will I will take down, I'll put a finger in the chest and be like, hey bow tie, take it off. Go get us somebody that can throw some damn strikes. That's a weird tie-in, but okay. Get it? Tie in. That was awful. I know. Good lord. <laughs> so what are you looking forward to this week, Weez? Um, no, not Cardinals baseball. I'm looking forward to possibly Friday where the where we have a sunny day again. Or there's no rain. Granted, it's sunny right now, but there is thunder. I can hear it. Oh, me and uh by the way, me and Luke probably are gonna be bowling in the same tournament this weekend. Ooh. In the same nine pin this weekend. You guys are gonna finger each other's holes? <laughs> no but um we'll talk about that i guess thursday or friday i should say friday show we'll talk about that but uh we're also going to do some basics i mean I, we need to get back to the basics on bowling i don't want to confuse people too much 
So get back to the basics. We're talking a lot of, you know, different kinds of balls. Okay, don't laugh, Wheeze. Different kinds of balls. You What's know, your what favorite they type do. of ball, Joe? You're like a light ball or a big heavy ball? I'm throwing a 15. Oh. Those are some big I balls. bet you thought I was a wuss and throwing no. a 10. I just didn't know what kind of balls you like. Oh, man. Well, hey, you know what? It's going to be a fun episode on Friday, so be sure to listen to that one. Also, listen to this one as many times as Joe, possible. Joe, how come every time we end this show, you're always like, go listen well, to hey, Friday's hey, show. I'm, I'm, I'm like, this show's telling, not any good. Hey, I'm basically telling people you're tired listening of doing to it this with show. Me? No, not at all, because you you are awesome. I mean, you help me start this back up i'm not i'm never gonna be that way toward you know that let's just let's just i mean the numbers don't lie the monday shows have been more successful than the friday show just want to throw that out there well yeah yeah but we got time for the friday show we got there, time for the joe friday is, show to get joe loves this friday show like hey guys welcome to the monday show but you know just go ahead no hey, just hey, stop no, and just wait till friday i say show i up. say here's what i say i say listen to this one listen to that one you know that's that's Get our numbers up on both. That way, we're doing good on both, and we got nothing to worry about. This is this has been fun so far. Let's keep it going. Uh, Joe, I think I tell the people that we got a subscriber contest coming up here soon. Ooh, what what is this sub- subscriber contest? They'll have to stay tuned to Friday's show. I guess that's where we that's where we give all the goods. It's Friday. Don't listen to the Monday. Just go straight to no, Friday. No, no. Well, I think people I haven't even recorded Friday's yet. You're like, Friday no, show is great. I know, I know. I'm so just, good. I know. The, Here's but, uh, three guys talking over each other, talking about wrestling. Friday well, show well, on no, Crunch hey, Time. Hey, 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 And it wasn't me and Luke. Well, I was talking over Luke. That was on me. That, yeah, whatever. But <laughs> It's all right. Enjoy but, Monday's show and enjoy, enjoy Friday's this show. show. Yeah. Listen. Enjoy both. Subscribe, rate, review, download. Crunch time. STL with Joe Hamilton. And my Monday co-host, as it appears, Weezer Weir. Not that I care because I like doing that. Where are these voices at? What? Where are these voices at? Oh, we're going to be incorporating new voices to the mix. Oh, this is your weekly to bring up you know who. Go ahead. <laughs> Say his name. No, I'm not saying his name. <laughs> I was, I was, I was I, you know who we're I was wrapping up the show. You know, hey, hey, like, you know, know who I was gonna say? You know who I was gonna I can't say, wait though? to get Nin on the show. No, no. Lloyd. Yeah, okay. You you always say when you're like, bring up Nin, and no, then you're like, I'm no, Nin Lloyd. Uh, no, no. I'm Joe Hamilton. Nin, why don't you love me? This <laughs> has been crunched out. Oh my god. <laughs>